Bokatov, today's staff is staff mem. In Baba Kama, as we learn again, Prachinu Kobeis Yisrael, and the Sunavatsar Vesipia. We're about 10 lines down on the page to the 2000. Sunavan Apatrupis. Apatrupis, when we learned yesterday, an Apatrupis, that means a guardian takes care of Yisomim, and they have animals, and the animals did damage. Mishalman then Aliyah. So we had, whose Aliyah is it? So is it the, when they when they have to pay for the animals in Mu'ay, <clears throat> do they pay out of the Yisomim's assets or out of their own assets and then recover them later? So we said this far for paying out of their Yisomim's assets because otherwise nobody won't accept guardianship. Uh, the other sheet is, is that it, it, we see over here is that Patripson, they pay they pay it out of themselves and then they'll get, they'll collect it later from the Yisomim when they get older, just as long as just have to keep their receipts, as we know, right? They pay from all their general assets for the animals in Mu'ay. This is not a chiddush. We already saw this yesterday. The chiddush is a misham and kofer. If an animal under their charge, because they are responsible now for the children, for the asomim, and the animal kills a person, <clears throat> they don't pay kofer. The animal, of course, is killed if you so you know which animal it was, but they don't pay kofer. The kofer, which is the value of uh, of the uh, person that was killed, we'll see. If you pay the person was value the person was killed, or the person who did, or the value of the mazik. The owner of the animal, but they don't pay kofer. And the far for that would be that <clears throat> the Gemara is going to say, Montana kofer, Montana, who's the author of this that says that they don't pay kofer? Says kofer is kapara because kofer, the ransom that you pay when your animal kills somebody, the ransom you pay is really for an atonement for the owner. The Asmi Lavane kapara, since they're in charge of the Yisomim, the Yisomim are not kapara, they're under bar mitzvah, so they don't need an atonement. They're not responsible for what they for anything, even for their own actions. Certainly not for the actions of their animal. So that's the svara why they don't pay uh, kofer. Another svara brought down in the Rishonim is that again, if you would say they have to, they have to be responsible to pay the value of the person that an animal under their charge kills. They won't run, they won't want to accept any guardianship. They don't want to take you. They don't want that responsibility. So, but as far over here as the Gemara brings down is that Kufar Kapara, the Asmara Kapara, they don't read it Kapara. Who is this author? It says, Montana, that Kufar is a Kapara. Who's author? When you pay the ransom for your animal killing somebody, when you pay that value, and uh, since the Somim are not Bene Kapara, they don't have to pay. Who is the author of that idea that Kufar is really a Kapara? It's an atonement, like the word implies. Kufar Kapara, atonement. Amar Chisra Bishwabar Shabraka. It's a machlokis, but it goes according to Bishmal, the son of When an animal kills somebody, you have to pay the owner of the animal, has to pay the Nizik's family the value. Whose value? To main Nizik. Tanakam says it's the value of the person that was killed, whatever his value was on the market. You have to reimburse his family. No. To a mazik, it's the value of the mazik. Now, what's this for? Why should be the value of the mazik? You, you killed this guy, your animal killed this guy. Pay what he's worth. Why pay the value of the mazik? My love of me, this is a It's Rabbanan from Mamona. The rabbis say that what the rabbis who say that you pay the value of the nizik is because you have to pay what it was worth. Like it's like if you damage, if I smashed up your car, it's worth ten thousand. I got to pay ten thousand. I killed a person. My animal killed a person. He's worth a hundred thousand. Pay a hundred thousand. You just pay the value. No, kufar sekapara. The kufar you pay is a ransom for you. You, meaning the owner of the animal who killed, it's your responsibility. You were negligent. Right, so that's 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 the svar. Maybe that's the machlokas. One says that kofar is a, is value of the person that was killed because you're paying just like damages. 
And one says, no, para, the value of the person who did the Hezek, the, the one who owned the animal. It's an atonement for him. Maybe that's the machlokas over here. Is kofra kapara? Is kofra simply the value of the of the damage? Amra papalo, the kulama kofra kapara. Everybody holds that kofra is a kapara as the name implies. Kofra ransom you pay is a kapara for the mazik for not for being negligent, not guarding his animal. Yeah, it's a kapara, but you still have to pay the value of the nizik. We pay according to the value of the mazik. What's the svara? Why is the svara why you pay the value of the nizik? It says lamala, meaning when it talks about two men are fighting and one man hit the other one's wife and she lost the baby, she was pregnant. It says kasha yushas alav. They were talking about the value of the child. The mevlada is the value of the child, the value of the damage. So there it says kasha yushas alav, and here it says im kofar yushas alav. The same lashon of yushas, which is like an assessment or putting it on, laying on yushas as it would put on him. So just like over there, it's the value of the nizik. You pay the value of the dead babies. Afkan ben nizik. That's the far of the tanakama. But really, kofar is a kapara. It is a kapara. But you pay the value of the nizik because based on yushas yushas. Rabbi Shmuel Baruch Shabbat Shalom. No, Benoson Pityon Nafshoks it. Says when you pay the kofar, you pay the 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 um, the, the pityon, the redeeming. You're redeeming yourself with this ransom. Nafsho, the one who's paying it. Rabbanan, Rabbanan say ain pityon nafshoks it. It says you pay for the ransom of yourself or or the redeeming yourself. Niu kishaminim benizik shaminim. But when you, he says how much you pay, you pay according to the nizik based on. The the uh, of Yushas Yusuf. Period. Rav Nachman was praised. I mean, Rav was pray was talking to Rav Nachman, and he was praising the Rav Achavar Yaakov. He was praising Rav Achavar Yaakov. Says, "You know, Rav Nachman, we've got this student over here, Rav Achavar Yaakov. He's a, he's Adam Gadol. He's a great man, big Talmud Chacham." Amalei. So Rav Nachman said to Rav, "When he comes by, when he visits you, bring him to me. You say this guy's a big Talmud Chacham." And he's very good. You know what? When he comes to you, bring him to me. He also like a baby when he came to Marmalay. Boy, ask me any question. Let me see what you can try to stump me. Ask me questions. So, boy, may ask him this question. Let's say a shore belonged to two, two, uh, two shutras. We'll see. We'll assume the animals are muayed now. We'll talk later on if you, if he's a tom, does he be chasikofer? But Pashim Shadi was a muayed and he killed somebody, but he belonged to two people. He had two, the two owners. Two partners. Kate and Shaman, how do they pay Kofor? Michelle and I, Kofor, does each one pay the full value, the whole Kofor? Whatever you say, Mazik or Nizik, but if, if each one pays off them, says Kofor, why should you say each pay Kofor for high Kofor? says Kofor, you pay Kofor. Kofor, you don't pay two Kofor. So where do you get two Kofors from? So maybe each one should pay half. Kofor, says you pay Kofor. It doesn't say each one pays a Chasik Kofor. There'd be 100 partners, each one pays 100. So he, he, this this question stumped Rav Nachman. Adios as he was sitting and thinking about this question and pondering the question, Amalei. So this Ravacha Bar Yaakov, who was quite the student, said to him, "I'll have another question." Tanan Chayve Erech and Mamashkenosan says, "What is what is Erech? Erech is if you give the value of a person to the base of Mikdash, but not the value that he's worth on the market. The Torah gives you a specific amount, like if the man is, let's say, a thirty-year-old man." So he gives the maximum, 50 shekels, whatever. It's a woman, 30 shekels, whatever. The Torah uh, in uh, Vayikri gives us the whole, 
you know, the whole uh, cheshman, the whole chart of what you give to the base which I and so when I say I give the erich, not the value, not the uh, demay. If I say demay, that's what he's worth on the market. If I say erich, that lashon, uh, that uh, estimation is it's an estimate. I'm saying his value. Erich means value, giving the value that the Torah specifies for each person given to the base of mikdash. Let's say a person donated that money. Says you know I pledge this amount of money to the base of mikdash. Erich of this guy, and he doesn't come up with the money right away. We seize the money from him. We take a take a collateral from him till he pays. Right? Bezin does that. Let's say a person's high of a carbon. did some sin. Bishoga is high of a carbon. For that, we don't we don't take a pledge from him, force him, so to speak, you know, into, into uh seize his property until he pays. What about his high kofer? What will you compare to compare to a chatas, to a carbon, or you compare it to Erechim? It's Chayv Kofar, Mike, even the Kaparu, since it's an atonement for him, as we establish, everybody agrees that Kofar is a Kaparu. Kachatas Vashem, that means Chayv Vashem, Mechem he takes it very seriously. It's a carbon, I need atonement. Beloy Boy Mashkin, therefore, you don't have to take a Mashkin from him. You don't have to take a pledge or a collateral from him, because he's going to take it seriously anyway. Just like he wants to bring his carbon, he's going to take it seriously. And the same thing, maybe. Here you say with um, when he's Chayv Kofar, since it's an atonement, just like a Chatz Hashem, you don't have to take a pledge from him because it's uh, he needs the Kapara, he'll take it seriously. Oh, tell me, do you say, Kim He doesn't give this Kofar, who does he give it to? The Chatz, so the car uh, goes to the base of Mikdash. Erechen goes to the base of Mikdash, right? This doesn't go to base. This Kofar he gives to the family, given to he's giving it to his associate, to his neighbor. Kim the to Boy Messes, he has to give it to him. Mamon, it's simply Mamon Vololigvalu. It's simply Mamon. Since he doesn't see it as an atonement, it is an atonement, as we said, Kofar Sikapara, but he sees it as money that I owe that family. I owe that money to, what, to the freedmen so, uh, who's. Uh, goes to the Nizik, right. But since it's going to a family, it's going to individuals, it's not going to the base of Middash, he doesn't take it as seriously. Vololigvalu, it doesn't go to the base of Middash. it's not so serious, and therefore, maybe you should take a pledge from him, just like. You would take a pledge from Erechen. Erechen goes to the base of Migdash, yet you might not take it so seriously. So is it like Erechen or is it like Chatas? You say it's Chatas and Kapara, he's going to give it anyway. You don't have to worry about it. He'll take it seriously. Or you say, no, since he's giving it to an individual, therefore it's therefore he won't take it so seriously, and therefore you should take a pledge. Or you could say, the fact is, I didn't sin. My animal killed the guy. My, my property damaged Kill that person. It's not so serious to me. So this was the other question that he asked that this Ravacha by Yaakov posed to Rav Nachman. Nachman said, Shavkan, leave me. I'm still stuck on the first question. You asked me the first question. If partners own an animal and the animal kills, how do you work the kofer? They each pay kofer? One kofer, they each pay half? Doesn't say half. Says whole. So he was stumped on that question. We couldn't even deal with this next question. Shalu, shalu becheskestam. We have the the uh, shoel, the borrower. You have the owner and the borrower, right? Um, the borrower borrowed an animal, and he assumed that it was a tam. Becheskestam, and it turned out that animal was a muay. Now, this guy is a borrower. First of all, he has full responsibility to return the animal, right? If the animal, uh, if the animal had an accident, he's responsible for that. But over here, becheskestam uh, would. And now the animal, in the it, while it was in the possession of the borrower, did some damage. They split it. They split it. Now the assumption here is, well, 
he was uh, the the uh, the borrower assumed that he was a uh, Tom, so therefore, therefore he wasn't maybe as careful, but he still has to pay chatzinezik as if it's a Tom. Whereas the fact is that the animal is a muay. It is a muay. Therefore, you have to pay full damages. So who pays? You split it. Now, this is going to be problematic. Umar is going to discuss this. Why? How does it work? What are the mechanics of chatzinezik? That's one case. Who have the base show? Let's say a different case. Second case. We have the ratio is where he borrowed it, assuming that it was a tom, and he found out that it was a muay, and then it did damage. They split it. Let's say... Is part of it is it part of it? Uh, ah, Part of it's chatzinezik. Uh, 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 well, it would be knas, right? So that's the question. That's the question. It's not knas because he's muayed. You have to pay the whole thing. Yes, if you hold that um, that the chatzinezik yeah. koma omeid, yeah, that episode is done. But either way, each has to pay half. And the second case is who had the beishor? Let's say he borrowed it. <coughs> While he borrowed it, it became a muayid. When he borrowed it, it was a tom. It hadn't done much damage or it done not at all. But then it did, while the shoel had it, um, it did it uh, gored three times with the uh, proof, etc., and it became a moid there. What happens there? So whoever they show up, now he returned it to the owner. After he returned it to the owner, right, it did damage. He only pays half nesek, because it goes the idea that Rashus is Mishana. When he returned it back to the owner, no, it was a moid while it was in the shoals Rashus, now he returned it to the owner, it becomes a tom again, that Rashus is Mishana. Yeah, but the first case is Mashma, that Rishus is not Mishana, right? This we'll see in a minute. So we're going to, Mar is going to talk about that. Mishoel Potter, Miklum. Once the Shoel, it was a Muay while it was in the Shoals, Rishus and Bars, Rishus. We returned it to the Balam, and now we did the damage. The Balam pays Chatzinez because it's a time, but the Shoal is out of the picture. He doesn't pay anything. Omer Mar, let's analyze these two cases. The first case, Shoal, why should the, uh, why should the, I'll uh, pay anything. I borrowed an ox. I didn't know that the animal was a muay. I bartered assuming that it was a tom. Turns out it's a muay. I didn't want to borrow a lion. I was borrowing an ox. I shouldn't have, the whole thing, you fooled me. You're right. That would be a good ballad, but here in Spikmachunakan, he knew he did damage. In other words, he assumed that he knew it was a damaging animal. The animal had done damage. So he can't get out of it and say, I, I thought I was borrowing an ox, not a lion. He knew that. He knew that. And so if he didn't know it, it would be a good time, but he knew it. But Tom still say fine. I borrowed a Tom, not a Muay. I knew it was damaged, but I didn't know I didn't know that it's uh, that it's a Muay. Shim so 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 what? So what? So you thought it was a Tom? You're only being after you only pay half anyway. What did we say? He borrowed it in the state that it was uh and now he, he borrowed in the state that it was a Tom, and it turned out that it's a Muay, right? So he says. So he, he didn't, it's not like he didn't know anything. He knew that it had done them some damage. He didn't know that it was a muay. So he says, I, I didn't borrow, I thought I was borrowing a tom, not a muay. The answer is, so what? We're not holding you responsible to pay the full damage. You only pay half anyway. Let's say it was a tom, so you pay half. Somebody so, so, eat tom, if it was a tom, polygoniska, boss, you don't only have to pay half. Hashanami, Zil, Shambak, we're only asking to pay polygonis, you only have to pay half. The name of on the last line of the page, the name of let the borrower say, eat tom, have a mishtal, mikufo. If, if it was a Tom, I'd only pay out, I wouldn't have to pay out all, all my assets. He's really a Muay, and you're saying each has to pay half, right? So if it would be a Tom, I'd only pay out of the group. I wouldn't have to pay out of my So what? So, so, uh, you have to make up good and give me a good animal back. Either way, you have to give me the good animal back. And here, Tosas points out, interestingly, the last Tosas says in Tomer, yeah, be Tom, 
Even when we say that he pays half, he only pays a half like a like a Tom would pay, meaning out of the value of the animal. If the animal's worth ten dollars and the damage was two hundred dollars, he doesn't have to pay. And what do we say? Uh, each pays a hundred dollars. He only has to pay the value of the animal, like he would pay the Tom. But the name Malay will let him say, "I shouldn't pay anything. I shouldn't pay anything." Itamave. If it would be, if it would be a tom, and it's not a tom now, but you, you know, see, I let, I borrowed it under false pretenses. I thought it was a tom. You now it turns out it's a mui. So you say, fine, just pay, pay whatever you would pay as a tom. Pay me whatever you would have paid there. Yes, but if it were a tom, I could have been mode and potter, mode of a potter. We hold right that chatzinesik of uh, Karen of a short tom is is um is a knas. I could have uh, been mode and potter. I feel a matter of even if you say. That, that the Chatzinezik is Momo, we don't pass in that way, but if you say that, they might can say, I would have sent the animal into the swamp. In other words, I would have, I would have told the animal to get lost and wouldn't have to pay because you pay only out of the goof of the animal. The animal's not here. The animal's lost or stolen. would have paid. I could have gotten out of it. Don't tell me now that I have to pay because at the end of the day, the animal's a muay, right? So they say each has paid half, but you only pay half as if it's a tom out of the value of what the value is worth. Yes, but if it's a tom, I could have been moda and been potter, or I could have sent the animal away and paid nothing. Here You can't argue that because the the Besden had had seized the animal and prosecuted him. In other words, it's too late to be moda. Speaking about where the 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 Besden uh, seized the animal, so he can't be moda now, and he grabbed it, so he can't say I would have sent it away or I would have been moda. So why, if that's the case, why should the owner pay anything? Namely, you could say, listen, you caused my animal to be grabbed. You caused my animal. You gave, you let, you allowed the peasant to take it over. Now I have no argument. If it would have been my animal, I could have, I could have made an argument from in my possession. Now the animal's in your possession. You can't get out of it by saying, hey, you know, it was a time you would have been motive, this and that. You put it in the, you put me in a bad position. I shouldn't have to pay anything. You put me in this bad position. You caused my animal to be grabbed. Right? Why can't? So you put me in, a, in, a, in an uncomfortable position that I'm not arguing because Besson has the animal. So what? Let's say I would have given it back to you. Let's say I wouldn't have given it uh, to, wouldn't have given it, Besson wouldn't have grabbed it. Had I given it back to you, they would have taken it out of YouTube. What kind of an argument is that? You put it, I, I allowed the peasant to seize it. So what? Let's say they wouldn't have seized it. Let's say I would have returned it to you. They still would have come after you. But A. Malay could say, yeah, this is yeah. But had you given it back to me, also I would have put it in a in an agam. I would have put it away and I wouldn't have to pay. It's over here that they both pay out of the goof of the animal. Because he says, uh, had, had, you, uh, had you given it back to me, I would have sent the animal away. And they wouldn't have been able to make any claim. That's not an answer. The whole thing seems, uh, the question seems, uh, it almost seems preposterous. If we say the animals are moving, he has to pay Nesek Shalom, each pays half. Right? So, okay, fine. The uh, borrower gets a dispensation because he thought it was a Tom, so he should only pay out of the value of the animal. But the owner, the owner who knew it was a Mu'e, he should have to pay the full amount. What are you talking about? You would have sent the animal into Agam, you would have, uh, you, it's cost a good person. Once they have a claim against you, you have to pay out of all your assets. 
I would have to pay. So let's say he has assets. That's fine. So the arg- these arguments are going like from one ridiculous thing to the next. He's saying, well, that's only a good argument if he has assets. Let's say the, o- the owner of the animal has no assets. All he can take is the animal, right? And the animal he doesn't have. His argument is the animal could have run. I could have pushed the animal away. Fine. But even if you push the animal away, they come after you. Say, oh, I have no assets. Shimdamalei, because he could say, the borrower could say, just like I, the borrower, I'm obligated to return your animal or the value thereof. I'm also responsible to pay the one who did the damage. Meaning, B is the borrower. He owes the money to A, right? A owes the money to C, who is the nizik. So if B owes the animal to, if B owes money to A and A owes to C, B owes, go, go, uh, B owes the money to C too. That's the rule that we have. In other words, the borrower can say, just like I have to, I'm obligated, I'm obligated to you, I'm also obligated to the one, to the nizik. Or take a similar case, A owes money to B and B owes money to C, you take the money from A and give it directly to C. So here too, the, the owner cannot say, well, I don't have any assets. Yeah, you know, the animal, I could have made the animal disappear and I have no assets. He can't collect anything from me. No, that was the only asset was the animal. The animal's gone and I have nothing uh, you can't collect from me because the borrower could say, yeah, but he can come to me. I owe money to you and you owe money to the Nizik. So they'll come after me. How do we know that that's the case? If A owes to B and B owes to C, that A, they can take the money from A and give it directly to C. Right? Because you give it to the one who is responsible to and he's responsible to that one. So therefore, that's the argument, and that takes care of the first case of why they each have to pay half. Because each have to pay half because the, the borrower, he could claim, he thought it was a Tom, fine, so pay like a Tom. Pay like a Tom. I, you thought that uh, you could, if it was a Tom, I could have been motivated. Speaking with the uh, weird case where Besnan already seized it and prosecuted the guy. And the owner could also has no excuse because the owner could say, uh, uh, you know, he, he don't know he was a Mue, and if he did damage, he has to pay at least half the half of the that he would pay the extra half, the second half, uh, um, as a mu'e. And if he has no money, so he has no money. Then they'll come after the borrower instead because he owes him the money, he has to make good on it. So therefore, that's what happens in the first case. What about the second case? Who had the base showel if the animal became a mu'e while, while it was in the borrower's possession? The animal is now becomes a tom again. It was a mu, it was a tom when it was originally the owner's reshus. When he gave it to the show, it became a muedit gore three times with witnesses, etc. And now uh, he gave it back to the uh, Balim, it becomes a tom again. The show does pay anything. Safer, Rishus Mishanas, on the safer you see that by changing Rishus, changing possession, right, changing ownership effectively, the Balim, the, when, when the borrower gave it back to the owner, it's like uh, that changes the whole situation and uh, the animal is now guarded differently and he becomes a tom again. Rasha, so Rasha, so we see over here, so in the safety we see that Rishus Mishana, Rasha Rishus ain't a Mishana, because we said in the Rasha, when the animal maybe was thought to be a Tom, but it was really a Mu'e, and he gave it to the borrower, he's still a Mu'e. Or Rabbi Alpha and Tavrat, you're right, it's a, it's a Kasha, it's a break. Misha Shonazu, Lashonazu. The Rasha holds that Rishus is not Mishana, the safety holds Rishus Mishana, it's two different rabbis. Rabbi Omar, but a Rasha Rishus ain't a Mishana, safe and Amir Rishus ain't a Mishana. Rabbi says no. Since in the ratio, Rishus is not Mishana, that when the borrower took it and it was really a Mu'e, it stays a Mu'e. Safe also, Rishus is a Mishana. So if it's a Mishana, why does it become a Mishana? Safe, I had a time, Mishim, the Amr 
because the owner can say, You're not empowered to make my animal. Tar. And that's how, how um, negligent were you? I gave you an animal that was a decent animal and you were so negligent that you allowed it to go out and gore. You can't turn my animal into a moid. He has that power to say it. In other words, he could say, it's my animal. You barred it. You have no authority, no power to make it into a tom. So he's saying, really, it was just not Mishana. It's just that, you know, it's just that you, you're not empowered to do that. So you turned it into a muet. I say it's not a muet. Again, it's a difficult uh, answer because it's either Mishana or it's not. So he's saying he's saying Rishus is not Mishana. The Seifa, the Seifa also Rishus is not Mishana. And the and and the uh, if it was a muet in the um, uh, in the borrower's possession, giving it back to another person does not necessarily change it. Here it's different because he says you you're not empowered. It's my animal. You can't change you can't change the status of my animal again. This 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 far that we said, if you say Bishus Aina Mashana, Bishus Mashana, even if you say Bishus Aina Mashana, maybe that's where you're talking with an owner and a borrower, but not if if Yankel sold it to Shmerel. You know, if they sold it, that's really that's there, there you would presume you would say Bishus to Mashana. But Papa Ramina Safer Rishus Mashana, since the safer Rishus Mashana when the borrower gives it back and becomes a Tom again. Rashanami Rishus Mashana, Rash is also Mashana. So if that's the case for Rasha Haina Tom, what's the reason Rasha where it, it was Unknown to the borrower, but it was already a muet and it stays a muet, even though it went into the bars of shus. Wherever it goes, it still goes with the name of the owner. In other words, the owner's name, it was a it was a um it was a muet before, and it stays a muet because the borrower did not change its status. Sort of like we said before, the answer before about where the uh owner is telling the uh uh, the borrower in the safer where he became a muet in the bars of shus, you're not empowered to change my says I'm still the owner. But this doesn't really jive that well with the previous case. If you say that the uh the wherever he goes, it still goes by the name of the owner. So uh so if that's the case and 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 therefore that's the reason in the ratio why if he was a muet before he's a muet afterwards. So then if he became a muet in the in this, in the, in the last case where he became a movie mm. while it was in the bars with Shus, it's still the name of the owner on it, right? So how does that work? We're going back to this one. So it's a little bit the two. The Sfaras don't really uh, jive that well. It's easier to say that it's two different shitas. The ratio is Rishus ain't a Mishana, and the Sefer Rishus is Mishana. Right? These answers that you gave sort of don't, you know, don't work together. Don't uh, don't go together. Short sign in Chai Misa. Now the Mishnah said that if you have a stadium. Animal, a stadium ox, a, a bull, a bullfighter, whatever, a bullfight, uh, where the animal is encouraged to kill, then uh, he's not chayv misa if he kills. Not chayv, normally, an animal kills chayv skila. Uh, here he's not because Now the, we have a machlokas here. What about this animal that gored and killed somebody? Can use them as a carbon now. There are, there, are, there are animals that you cannot use as a carbon, even if the animal is unblemished. We know an animal. He uses a carbon, a short case of always uses carbon, has to be unblemished. That we know. But there are also some cases where you can't use an animal. So here the question arises, can you use an animal that gored in the stadium? It was encouraged to kill. It didn't just wasn't just a wild animal. They instigated it, right? They encouraged it to kill now and it killed. Can you use it as a carbon now? Rabba Makashir, Shmos is a puzzle. You can't. Rabba Makashir, Anusa, the animal was forced, it was against its will. Shmuel and Rapusel have never been but the fact is it did commit a, it did kill somebody, and Aver was the mace When you're dealing with the carbon, it says Minabema, Shore right? Goes on to say, uh, he brings up what how do you bring a carbon? Min 
Now, this is really not, I'm sorry, I'm reading, I'm reading for, that was from Emor. This is from the beginning. Minabeg, when you bring a carbon, a uh, ola, whatever, it says Minabehema, not all animals, some animals. Lotius roba, that's any of you. can't use an animal that BCL was committed with. Minabucker, from, from the cattle, Lotius never. You can't use an animal that was worse than Bodazar. Minatso, from the flocks. Again, the word min says not all of them. So you can't use the first one excludes bestiality. Second one excludes Abodazara. Third one excludes Lotius and Muktik, who was set aside for Abodazara. Right? That you don't use those animals. Uminatzon, Uminatzon, Lotius and to exclude an animal that gored and killed somebody. Okay. That's you can't use an animal like that. Omar Shimon in them, Maroba. So you can't use an animal to kill somebody. Yes, but what about our case? So what do you see? Omar Shimon in the Maroba, Loman Amar. No go. Why did the Pussy have to tell me we exclude both a roba, a, beast, a bestiality, and we exclude a gore? In them, say one of them. Well, no, if you can't use one, you can't use another one. Why? Because roba has characteristics that don't apply to a nogach. If an animal committed bestiality with a person, not only is the person killed, but the animal is killed. Animal, you say, my, what, what sin did it do? It, the animal doesn't have any brains, doesn't have its own, does not have mind. The answer is that people said it's a because a, uh, a person was nichshal through him and therefore he should be killed. Or also people shouldn't go around saying, oh, that's the animal that uh, that slept with uh, Yankel or whatever, or with Rivka. So, so by Rova, so there you say, even if you did it against the animal's will, it's like Ratzon, you kill the animal either way. So that has that quality. No, we don't say it. No, if we say, if it was, we didn't say that you, you know, if this animal, if the animal killed somebody in the stadium as a, in a bullfight, we don't say you kill the animal. So it's not the same. So if I'd only say maybe a robo, we're more machma, even though Mrs. Garotson there, you can't use it as a carbon. No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. No, the no, has an additional homer, Mishan Kofer. An animal kills somebody, the owner has to pay Kofer, as we've learned. Roba and Michelle Miss Kofer. The animal committed bestiality, they don't pay copper. We're going to talk about that in a minute. What do you mean pay copper? If he committed bestiality, where is the death involved? Copper is for death. We'll see that in a minute. The roba and the is copper. Therefore, meaning that by roba, whether Onus is corrupted. Not by robe. If, if an animal is killed, what are you talking about? Onus corrupted. You can't use it as a carbon. What kind of a carbon use if you have to kill the animal? The answer is, let's say the owner just came himself and said, my animal committed bestiality with somebody, right? Or there were datum. You only kill the animal if there was datum. There was no datum. So you can't kill the animal, but you know that it was a roba. Can't use it as a carbon. But no gach, we said, that's our question. No gach loas of So what do you mean that you didn't make onus corrupted? doesn't mean like for a carbon, meaning that if the animal killed on purpose, you wouldn't use it as a carbon, right? Lotzi esanogach, right? We said minatzan lotzi esanogach. Whereas if it's an onus, maybe you would use it as a carbon, proving like a baya who said you could, it's kosher to use the animal. Slow luktala. We say onus karatzim means you kill the animal. The animal did it on its own, you kill the animal. If the animal was uh, was enticed to kill, then you don't. Then, it's, then he was forced and you don't kill him. That's what it means. And therefore we have no proof to the case of carbon. Because here we, when we say that that Nogach does not have the quality of Onus Karatsa, and we don't mean in terms of carbon, we mean in terms of carbon, if you say carbon, that for carbon we say that what, that Onus is not Karatsa, but Nogach, Nogach, Loasa, Bonus Karatsa, Lav Onus, He takes it, Lav Onus, He takes it. How do you know that? 
by Roba, we know it says you kill the animal no matter what. If you commit bestiality with a person, if a person enticed to do an animal and slept with the animal, you kill the animal also. By Nogaf, it says right? And it says, uh, how do you know? The Pasuk doesn't talk about uh, onus or ratzong when it comes to uh, when it comes to either kofer, when it comes to paying damages, etc., etc. So, Therefore, we don't know we don't know what the Pasik is speaking about. So how do you assume by no The answer is in terms of pain, in terms of damages, But in terms of carbon, how how would you know that the carbon? Where what's the source to tell me that for bringing it as a carbon, um, it uh, onus is not like Ratzon. That Ratzon you can't bring it as a carbon. Onus, if the animal committed uh, um, a kill with uh, against its will. Or uh, the damage that uh, that that killed against uh, against its will that uh, you can't use it as a carbon. How do you know when it comes to carbon? It doesn't say onus or, or rutzon. It just says uminatzon lo Therefore, the onus kurutzon is in terms of nezek. It's in terms of nezek. It says kiigach. The animal damage on purpose. You pay. If it was forced, you don't pay. Therefore, you can't prove it from here. And anyway, we'll see that the halacha seems to be like a baye that you could use it as a carbon. Omar mar. He said, but if an animal kills, gores and kills, he pays kofer. The owner pays kofer. If he committed bestiality, he doesn't pay kofer. If the animal committed bestiality with a woman and killed her thereby, so what's the difference if he killed her by having B.O. with her or having killing her by goring her? Either way, the animal killed the woman. So why shouldn't he pay kofer? He killed her. He committed bestiality and he didn't kill her, so why would there be kofer? So the don't pay kofer is What are you seeing over here? Rova doesn't pay kofer. What are you talking about? If by committing bestiality, this woman, uh, this animal attacked, you know, this animal raped a woman and killed her. So why should why shouldn't he have to pay kofer? He killed her. The same is how he killed her. If he killed her with a knife, he killed her with his with his horn. If he stepped stepped on stepped on her and killed her on purpose. Uh, you know, killed on her. He, he has to pay kofer. The animal, the animal killed her. And if he didn't kill her, what kind of kofer is there? The reason you don't pay kofer is because he didn't kill her. I'm Rabbi Elolim, the Rabbi below kofer. He he raped her. The animal, let's say, kill uh, raped this woman, and he didn't kill her. But that's Yulabi dinner. Then they brought her to court. But Kadlua, they killed her because they said he didn't rape you. You did it willingly, and there was Adam. And they killed her. Out the same command of Kadlua. as if the animal killed her because it was the animal's action that caused her to be killed. Mashmali, we don't say that. You don't pay rope. In other words, there's no. If if the animal uh, slept with a woman, uh, with a woman, and and then she was killed by the court, you don't have to pay off for that. Rav Omar lolam the Rav Avakatla. Rav says no. Really, he, uh, he the animal uh, let's say raped her and killed her, killed her. Udukakashlach malikatla bekarna malikatla bavir. What's the difference if he killed her with a horn or killed her by having her be? He killed her either way. You should pay. You should pay. Um, uh, Kofer, Karen Kavarslazik, when he killed her with this horn, he or the foot, whatever he meant to kill her. I can rustle Here he just wanted to rape a woman. He wasn't planning on killing her. So therefore you might say that it's different over here. So this this case could be speaking about where the animal did kill her by raping her, but he didn't mean to kill her. And therefore you could say that um that uh and therefore the therefore the rope does not pay uh Kofer. What's the machlokas here? Remember, regel is not chayiv b'shusarabim. But let's say, let's say an animal went into b'shusanizik, and Rachmanslan he stepped on a baby and killed the baby, right? According to Baye, 
you would pay kofar. You would pay kofar. Why? Because Abaya says that uh, Abaya's answer was Abaya says uh, that it makes no difference if he had intention to kill her or not. Here, the animal, let's say, just walked into somebody else's rishus and he stepped on a baby and he killed the baby. According to Abaya, he'd pay kofar because the animal killed the baby. It doesn't depend on his intention or not. Rubber says no. Uh, that maybe it's different than a case where he raped her and killed her because he didn't have kavodah to kill her, therefore he wouldn't pick up the rubber, lomashan kofer, because he didn't intend to kill. According to rubber, the animal, the owner of an animal only pays kofer when the animal killed somebody if he intended to, to, to kill, he intended to do damage. Here he didn't intend to, to do damage. But according to bias, it makes no difference whether he intended to or not. He, uh, uh, he would, uh, according to a bias, you would have to pay the kofar because it doesn't depend on your house. The question simply was, we said according to Baya, did he kill her or didn't he kill her? He says, well, he didn't really kill her, but the best he killed her afterwards. So you might think that that uh, you'd pay kofar, you don't pay kofar. But if the animal did kill her, did kill her, you would pay kofar regardless of what his intention was. Rava makes an afternoon whether it was intentional or not. Tiny Kavos said, Rav, we have a proof of Bryce like Rav that what? That an animal, a stadium animal, that was enticed to kill and kill, you could still bring it as a carpet. Sure, it's Dajan, Enochayev Misa, but Kashlo Gabbas Beach Meshu Kamausa. Not only is he not Chayev Misa, like our Mishnah said, but he also says you could also bring it as a carpet because it's forced. So even though we don't have a proof from it, but we have a Bryce, we don't have a proof from a Pusik that way from the Psukim, but we have a proof to Rav that an animal that was forced to kill, not only is he not killed for killing somebody, but he's also considered an Omes and you would use him as a carbon. What you can't use as a carbon is an animal that bestiality was committed with, or a bodhisattva was committed with, or was set aside for a bodhisattva, or an animal that intentionally gored, that wasn't forced into it, gored on its own. All right, we'll pick up the mission tomorrow. Tomorrow's Rosh Chodesh. Have a good day, everybody. Besuro Tavot.